In what's believed to be a first for Aotearoa, a pianist is playing the full Beethoven piano concerto cycle over three consecutive days in the same city. English pianist Paul Lewis is undertaking the Beethoven Marathon with the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra. That's him you can hear playing Beethoven's third piano concerto in C minor at the 2010 BBC Proms. Well, I caught up with Paul in Colorado, where he's performing at the Aspen Music Festival ahead of his trip to Aotearoa. I asked if he's in training to perform the Beethoven Piano Concerto cycle over those three consecutive nights. It is a kind of a marathon, but I think, um, you know, if I were playing all these pieces for the first time, I'd probably be freaking out about it. But, you know, having having played them all for, for some time, you know, you accumulate experience with them and the way you prepare is is different, I suppose, because, you know, you, you've, you've lived with the pieces. They're kind of internalized in a way. So you're discovering new things. You're looking at these pieces from perhaps a different perspective, that sort of thing. But to prepare all, to play all five, you do have to, to plan your time for sure. You have played, of course, with so many different orchestras around the world. How important is the orchestra to your performance? I was just listening to uh, you playing the third piano concerto in C minor in 2010 with the BBC Proms. Different orchestra to the one that you'll be playing with here in New Zealand. Are they, I mean, do they help you find new things in the music? Every time, yeah. The orchestra and the conductor. Every orchestra has its sound. Every conductor has their their own ideas, and that's that's part of the the joy of it, really. You know, you can bounce your ideas off off the orchestra and conductor, and especially when it's a conductor that you haven't worked with before, it's always fascinating to to discover new things from their perspective. So the great thing is that every performance will will be unique for for all of those reasons, and of course. Piano is different and the hall is different. So, you know, everything combined. What have you learned about Beethoven by playing these concertos? How does this help you understand this conductor that you love so much better? There is a development from the, the first to the last concerto. The development is, is fascinating. You know, you have the two earlier concertos, the, the C major and the B flat. C major is perhaps a bit more extrovert and the, the B flat more, more chamber-like. But they do owe something, you know, to, to Haydn and, and to Mozart, of course. Um, and then you get the, to the C minor, the third concerto, which is a, uh, it's a really pivotal moment in the concerto cycle. Suddenly, you know, you have this, a very distinct Beethovenian stamp of, of drama and, and tension and, and, and everything changes, you know? It's, it's like that sort of heralds the, the start of the, the middle period. The fourth concerto is, is really, it sounds a bit silly to say you've got a favourite concerto, but it, it is the gem in the cycle. It's, it's completely unique. It's, it's so lyrical. It's so beautiful. And, and it's unique in its structure and the way it develops. Um, the first movement is kind of halfway between sonata form structure and a fantasy. And for that, you need a very clear rapport between, you know, yourself and the conductor and the, and the orchestra. And then you get to the, to the fifth concerto, the emperor in Beethoven's heroic key of, of E flat major. This is, is the most symphonic of all the concertos and on, on the biggest scale, you know, it's ne- nearly 40 minutes long. 
and you do feel like you've you've come to the end of a journey there there's there's something of resolution in that somehow it's hard to explain exactly why but yeah that that development through the the, the concerto cycle is is the wonderful journey to take and also how he how he develops um his piano writing you know, the piano writing just becomes more involved and bigger as you go through the concerto cycle as you mentioned you know this music very well but still are you able to lose yourself in the music as you as you play i mean you've you know you're working with the orchestra you have the conductor as you mentioned before you have the the physicality of the work you know towards the end of the night it must be exhausting but are you able to just really lose yourself in the music ever yeah well that that's the ideal scenario really that's what we aim for being in the moment and losing yourself in it obviously you know while staying one side of it so that you can <laughs> you can still deliver it and still stay stay in control of it but really that state of mind where you know you're not dealing with with problems if if the if if you're happy with the piano you know with the instrument you're not you're not fighting against that and you're all on the same page in terms of your approach to the music with the conductor and the orchestra then yeah ultimately that the ideal scenario where you just the music just takes you along um so yeah i think that's what we're all aiming for at the end of the night does it take you some time to be able to to let go yeah it often does after concerts actually i i quite like to just sort of get on the road and drive for two hours or something you know it, it's 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 a way of of coming down off it i often think that um to go out for dinner after a concert is a fairly normal thing to do but i i always think it'd be much better to just go for a run or something you know run the concert off although i have to say i've never done it because i'm not much of a runner but just to do, to do something physical you know to get rid of the tension and to and and the adrenaline and to to come down off it i think is is a good thing i i just i just try to to keep myself quiet and you know especially when you're playing back to back concerts as is the case this time um i think you just have to to find ways of of relaxing and trying to to bring yourself down off the the adrenaline of the night you spoke with such respect and knowledge and love of the concertos that you're playing here in Aotearoa, New Zealand. But when you when you began as a pianist, we know you for your Beethoven and Schubert in particular, what is it about those two composers that particularly speak to you and your approach and your style? I mean, they're masterful, of course. I don't mean this to be a, a stupid question, but I'm just interested about that these two in particular um, have drawn you in. I find Beethoven and Schubert in particular the most human of composers. I think I think they speak to us all, you know, no matter where we're born on the planet, what we experience in our lives that they they speak about such human things in their music and I think it's something that that we can all relate to and 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 all grasp. The difference between Beethoven and Schubert for me is that Beethoven always seems to find a way of of resolving questions you know he asks questions in his music and you get to the end of a piece and he's found a way of of resolving those questions there's a real sense of resolution and with Schubert it's the opposite he very rarely resolves anything you, you tend to end up with with more questions at the end of a 
a piece of Schubert than than you started with, which perhaps is you know is is even more human in a way because we don't have the answers to everything. But but Beethoven, in his quest to have an answer for things, I, I think of him as more of a superhuman composer, perhaps. As you come to New Zealand, we have really only in the last few months started going back into concert halls and theatres um, due to COVID restrictions. Uh, you're, you're in Aspen at the moment, of course, and I think in the States, you know, this started some time ahead of us. But how were those, I don't know, the, the lean couple of years for you, Paul, given that, you know, what you do is to share your love of this music on stage with an orchestra in front of hundreds and thousands of people. How, how did you not so much financially, but just kind of emotionally go through that time? Yeah, it, it was a very odd couple of years for us all. In the first instance, it, it was nice to be at home and, you know, to have the the luxury of just, just being at home with, with the family without the pressure of deadlines. When we realised that uh, we were in this for the long haul, you know, the pressure of that, of course, fell away. But... Um, we all tried to keep things going. There was a lot of live streaming from empty halls. And I have to say, I, I mean, if I'm really honest, they were some of the most miserable things I've ever done in, in my life to have the, the stress of a, of a live stream, a live broadcast with none of the nerves of a live performance situation with people in the same space as you. It was just, it seemed to be the worst of both worlds. And, what I realized was just always thinking in the past of how people need music, you know, how essential music is and how it keeps us in touch with something. But it's true the other way around. Music needs people. If there are no people in the space to share that experience, it, it just doesn't happen. You know, I mean, being there in a performance situation in a space where it's being created in front of you is an experience that you take with you it's not the same as just sitting in front of a screen and, and watching something and that's that's something that's so precious it's a social thing you know music is is a social interaction really and that's something that that really hit home these years and and then of course getting back to to playing to audiences just felt even more special in the end uh, it's not not that I, I think I took it for granted before the pandemic, but just understanding how special that is to share music and to, to share this experience with, with people. Yeah, it's something very precious. Do you have a favourite piano, either a brand or just a, a piano with which you are in total harmony? You know, as soon as you started playing it anywhere in the world, it was magic for you. The modern Steinway is is the instrument that, that gives us the most options you know it has the most range of color and and for me that that's the instrument I feel most comfortable with when I, when I play concerts every piano you know all the, these Steinway Model D's these concert grands they're all made in the same way but they're all totally different they all sound really different they feel different they respond differently they all have different personalities and I guess you know every pianist has their their preference of pianos, the way they like the, the, the piano to be voiced. Some like it brighter, some like it more round and, and mellow. And in terms of the way the, the action responds, that's all sorts of things uh, that you can do to a, to a piano to, to change its personality. 
I used to drive myself a bit crazy with that. You know, the, the piano had to be exactly as I wanted it to be. And, and if it wasn't, then it was it was a hurdle. You know, it was a barrier. But these days, I, I think more in terms of, well, not, not every piano is going to be exactly how I want it. And you just try to play to the piano's strengths, really, the, rather than, than fight against it. You know, it's better to have a friend on stage than, than an enemy. Are there any other composers whose work, when you're not playing Schubert and Beethoven, that you're learning at the moment or listening to or, or wanting to be able to explore when you have time? All the time, yeah. I, you know, I haven't played an awful lot of French music, for instance, in the past years. But, but recently I've just been, this year, been playing Debussy Children's Corner. And that's sort of given me the, the feeling that I just want to play a bit more French music. And Russian music, I, I used to play a lot of when I was a teenager, when I was at school. And just last year played uh, pictures of an exhibition and, and loved it. I'm, I'm just, you know, I enjoy playing, playing a lot of things, but certainly the, the core of my repertoire is, is this Germanic classical music. Um, and it's yet yeah, what I keep coming back to, really. Pianist Paul Lewis and his back-to-back Beethoven three-night series with the NZSO starts on Friday in the Auckland Town Hall.